Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Malachi chapter 2 verse 1, uh, why do we praise? Uh, why do we praise so that you don't see it as a traditional thing we are doing or just, okay, every first Sunday we give thanks to God. No, we have to praise him with understanding. Malachi 2 verse 1 says, and now, O priests, this commandment is for you. And by the way, in the New Testament, we have been redeemed unto our God as kings and priests. In the Old Testament, the priests are the ones that, you know, go to God on behalf of the people. But in the New Testament, we are priests. You understand? We go to God uh, in ourselves. So we are, we are kings and priests. So we can also learn and pick uh, instruction from such a verse. He said, uh, verse 1, please. Verse 1. I hadn't finished verse 1. Okay. And now, O priest, this commandment is for you. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. This commandment is for you, verse 2. That if you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Now, that line, you know, should jump at you. It says, uh, the ingratitude will turn the blessings to something else. That's why we say, loss is the cure for ingratitude. That means they had some blessings but they did not give glory to God, and then the blessings disappeared. The blessings in your life will not disappear in Jesus' name. The, the manifestations of God already happening in your life, in my life, will not disappear in the name of Jesus Christ. So that we, I will send a curse upon you. I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. But we thank God that we have chosen to um, take it to heart, to give him glory. Here is my own um, calculation. If ingratitude will turn blessings into curses, as it were, then gratitude will cause blessings to go from blessings to what? Blessings from glory to glory, from height to height. I believe that Thanksgiving multiplies. And the classic example of that is the story of the five loaves of bread and two fish. I have, you know, it's one of the most fascinating uh, testimonies and scriptures. I just love it. How little can become overflow. I have checked it. I checked it. And I, I, I realized that at the end of the day, the major thing that Jesus did there was Thanksgiving. I, I had to go and, how do you do it? How do you pick five loaves of bread and two fish? And then you now have not just enough, more than enough. I looked at it. Scripture says in one narration that while he was asking the disciples, uh, how do we feed these people? Scripture says, but he himself knew what he will do. So that means whatever he did was not fluke or a religious thing. It was intentional. That is, that is the answer. He himself, he was just asking Philip and the disciples, you know, okay, how do we feed these people? Inside him, he knew the steps he would take for things to change. And when they could not find a way, he said, make the people sit down. Of course, that's organizing your system very well. And then he took the five loaves of bread and, uh, five lo and two fish and then gave thanks and then blessed it. 
And then it multiplied in the hands of the disciples. And then they had overflow. I pray that March will be multiplication for you and I. I pray that March, April, and May will be supernaturally, you know, exponentially, multiplyingly, or the li 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 increasingly for you and I in Jesus' name. You know, you know we, there's a scripture that the Holy Spirit brought to my heart. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 6. God said, I'm not even done with Isaiah 54. <laughs> that what you enjoyed last year was just a beginning of it, not the fullness of it. That we need to keep praising him, that there are so many things he wants to do. And I mentioned that in, our, in the office, staff. I, I enjoy when our staff, when we dance together, it's always very exciting. In fact, if you are in the neighborhood and you hear us, you will think we are celebrating uh, something that just happened. Because just be hearing us praising God and dancing. And that's what God is expecting of you. Not waiting for you to receive the thing before you thank him. Because you are persuaded that God is faithful, then you can begin to give him thanks with shouts of praise. Second um, Samuel chapter 6 verse 11. Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 11. The next three months is more like an instruction that just as it happened for Obedidom, that we will experience the same thing. The ark of the Lord. The ark of the Lord represents the presence of God where, you know, uh, that is where God's presence was domiciled. And the nation of Israel used to carry the ark of God anywhere they are going. So that ark of God was abandoned in the house of a man called Obedidom. The ark of the Lord remained Please take note of that. Remained in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, how many months? Oh, how many months? Three months. That's March, <laughs> April, May. And the Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. Oh, can you put your name there? And the Lord blessed Shephumi and all his household. Can you echo that this morning where you are? And, and, be, and mean it, if you have a name anyway. And the Lord blessed Yemi, David, and all his household. Because the ark of the Lord remained in his house for three months. Verse 12. Now it was told King David, saying... The Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. Eh? So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom to the city of David with gladness. One version says, David said, I will also take it to myself. That is not only you that will enjoy the blessings. So he went and yanked it away from the house of Obedidom with gladness. So what the Holy Spirit is saying, he says, and the Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. So individuals can receive their blessings. Families can receive their blessings. Churches can receive their blessings. David didn't carry the ark into his house. He took it to the city. So God was saying, if a whole city praise me, I will bless the whole city. If a whole congregation prays me, I will bless the congregation. If it is an individual that is praising me, I will bless the individual. So I want each one of us to take advantage of what God is doing the next three months. Obedience is the key to breakthrough. Sometimes when you have a complicated matter and God gives you an instruction, the instruction might appear illogical, might appear even too simple. It is the reason why some don't even obey at all. I pray you don't make that mistake these three months in the name of Jesus Christ. Especially if you have been a Christian for so long. 
You are Jim Jim. You know Jim Jim. You have known God. You know Jesus Christ. You know his younger brother, elder brother. You know him so much. When some, some scriptural instruction comes, you feel, uh, I understand, it's praising. Praising works, yeah. But you know, you have revelation. You are very deep. Be careful that you don't make the mistake of Naaman that was leprous. And, you know, he was expecting some dramatic, <laughs> dramatic encounter with the prophet. He, he went with his entourage to see the prophet. You can imagine the siren blaring. He was the chief of army staff of his nation. And he parked in front of the prophet's place. And then, he was, I'm sure he was expecting that he would now enter the prophet's place. And the prophet would now pray for him. And then they say, I bind you, leprosy. Lift your hands, Naaman. And they would lay hands on him and blow him. And then he would now fall under the power. And then the, the prophet's PA, Gehazi, would now hold him. And the prophet would say, let him fall, let him fall, let him fall. God is doing something powerful, you know. And then he would now roll on the floor. And then after rolling, they would now pick him up. And the leprosy would now disappear. But that was not God, what God did. He did not even see the prophet. The prophet just sent his PA, Gehazi, to go and tell him to go and bathe in one river, a dirty river, seven times. Scripture says he got angry. Got angry. And I'm happy that God was able to give us the account. He said, I thought he would come out. You understand? And do his hand and recover the leper. That was what you are thinking. I'm trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I thought pastor would call us today and I will step out and pastor would lay hands on my womb and say, and pray three times. That's your thinking. He said, I thought, I thought the prophet would come out and, and lay hands on me. And then he went back in rage. Rage is, you know, I think uh, more escalation of anger. And he was offended. And then another of his staff, a security guard said, ah, if they had told you to do something more difficult, wouldn't you have done it? He now reluctantly went to the river and bathed himself. At the seventh count, ladies and gentlemen, his hand became like that of a little child. He now ran back to the prophet, excited. He was, he was shocked at the healing. He now went to, you know, give the prophet, like, you know, gift. And the prophet now said, no, I don't need your gift. Go. Wow. I now ask myself, what was the cost of that miracle? Transport money and faith. The prophet did not even collect anything from him. Many people are expecting the spectacular and they miss the supernatural hand of God. Something they, uh, if I call people now, say your number there is 0807776. You are from Elisha Ikiriba. Come out. Then you believe I'm a prophet. Something very dramatic. Our generation believes in drama. It's okay. But be careful how you relate with God that you don't miss his hand um, when he's moving. I believe God is moving. I've seen the hand of God in the last few days, just by dancing, personal testimonies, very beautiful testimonies. And, and, don't, and don't say, hey, but I've been praising, we praised God last year, we did 20 hours. Can praise ever stop? No. Just remember, obey them. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.